it was so like immediate gratification made me feel good every day for like six months and then I just fell into this fucking depression and oh my god a battle to to get up every day for like eight months um and at the end of that I was like I know what I have to do I like I know what's gonna bring me out of this there's only one thing that I haven't tried Is your home base? I live in LA now. In LA. Yeah. All right. And when did you move out there? Saga man. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school with a bunch of kids that went to yeah. uh, or from Saga and like Vaughn and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you play hockey? I did. Yeah. yeah. I went to a hockey school for high school. Oh, which one? Uh, it's called Everest Academy. Okay. Yes. Um, they went bankrupt in COVID. Oof. <laughs> it was whack, actually. I, oh my. Yeah. From like grade nine to grade eleven, it was the best school ever it was so sick we we our school was like in a it was not meant to be a school it was like a big ass office building mm. that they <laughs> Converted made into, into a school, school <laughs> and it was right next to uh like a good life or some sort of it wasn't a good life some sort of fitness thing yeah. and we shared a basketball court and we could like we couldn't really go but we could sneak in to like use their gym mm. equipment yeah. and it was like just floors and floors and floors and machines and ping pong it was the best wow. and then they went bankrupt um, and then, and then, so I did grade 12 in, in, uh, portables. <laughs> <laughs> That'll humble you yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know how good we had it. Yeah. Nine and ten. So did you play hockey for the, the school or did you play hockey for like the Oakville Blades? Um, <laughs> I did play on like all those Oakville, Oakville teams. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What was the league called? It was like, uh, it was like Oakville. Like the old I played house league. Like I oh, wasn't house that league. good. Okay, okay. Scout, um, huh? You were a scout. I was a scout. You were a point. scout. Yeah. yeah. For, I was a minor. Did you play? No, no, no. Never got to play, but I, I scouted for the Mississauga Steelheads. Oh no HL. way! Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I spent a lot of time in the there. Oakville uh, rinks watching so, the Blades. How recently? Uh, as recent as two years ago. Do you know Luca Delbo Blues? Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to school with him. Oh no way! He went to yeah. Everest. He's a good player. He's great. Yeah. He's a great dude as well. Yeah, super um, nice. Who else? Do you know? Well, I could. You'd probably know these we guys. We could probably I could start like, yeah. off. <laughs> he, I know that he played on the Steelheads. Do you know? Uh, yeah, he got traded. I think a year ago. Yeah, my sister's ex-boyfriend played for the the, the Steelheads as well. Okay. So I had a bunch of like Steelheads merch growing up. <laughs> <laughs> <It was sick. laughs> well, on that note, Johnny Orlando. Hey. Welcome to the Gens Talk podcast. I know it's just like which camera should I be all looking at? Just wave at all, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the Gens Talk podcast. Excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having I'm, on I'm in, stoked to be here. No, this is cool. You're uh, you're doing a lot of cool stuff, and you've been Thanks. doing a lot of cool stuff since you were a toddler. Maybe not a toddler, but was quite young, you were yeah. young. I think it was eight years old. I think when you mm. first started posting stuff online, and your yeah. sisters did it for you. I was reading the yeah. story this morning. So your sisters helped you put together a YouTube page and you just started doing covers. Mm-hmm. Were you always just into to making music? No. Um, do you want to hear the... I'll give you an abbreviated oh, version of the story. Okay. Um, so <laughs> this I, is what really happened. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, honestly, like over the years, we've like, we've like, 
PRified it and then like unPRified it and then right. PRified it again for different everything for different mm-hmm. outlets, whatever. <laughs> sure. Um, but the the most basic story is I was eight years old. It was like Christmas ish time. Um, I wasn't in school, and my sister Darian, um, who's the one that that I started it all with. That was the was, one that we met. Yeah, she's okay. she's yeah still yeah. to this day my manager and like tour manager and everything. Yeah. Um, she was watching a lot of YouTube covers at the time because that was like what was popping off in 2011. Um, and she eventually just came to me and she was like, do you want to do this? I was like, sure. Like, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I was eight. I was bored. I didn't have a phone. I was, I was just down. So we, we made a, a cover to mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Uh, we recorded on like that, on like the Mac, um, like the microphone yeah, built yeah. into the <laughs> the computer. And then, uh, my dad had a, like a camera that he like, brought on like family vacations we had a video mode so we shot a video um she figured out how to use um iMovie and I don't know I don't even know how she did it she was 13 at the time mm-hmm. um crafty. posted on YouTube very crafty and then from there we kind of just kept doing that mm-hmm. she would make like all of the graphics and all of the edit she did everything for the first like five years wow. until I was old enough to have opinions basically <laughs> yeah. I used to just pull up and just sing yeah yeah like, okay i can do this this is my time yeah yeah but then when you when you started doing that and you told your friends about it 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 didn't you didn't get the reactions that you thought you were gonna get um yeah well honestly i didn't really give a shit but i i did kind of it was mostly everybody in my grade by the time that that people knew about it, I was already like making. I already had made some money. I did like a Nutella commercial when I was, fuck, like ten, yeah. nine maybe, um, and I remember they paid me five k, and I was stoked. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so then whenever when when people brought it up, I'd be like, yeah, but like you know, it's like it's a job. Like I'm, it's my career. I'm just working on it. Anybody in my grade. But then. The older kids would like get on my ass about it. I'd be like, "Oh, when's your next cover coming out?" Yeah. Um, and Jealousy. I like kind of knew that they were making fun of me, but also I would be like, "Ah, probably in, like a week or two. Like we're working on it right now." I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Meanwhile, you're waiting for your sister to come up with the next. <laughs> the yeah. Next <laughs> <laughs> I would wait for her to be like, "Hey, this song's uh, popular right now. Let's yeah. do this one." I'm like, "All right, sure, <laughs> fine." So, how old are you now? I'm Twenty. You're twenty. Yeah. So since you were eight years old, you've been making music. So 12 yeah. years of your life. That's more than half. Mm-hmm. You've essentially grown up famous. How does that feel? Um, it, well, it doesn't feel any type. I, I also didn't, like, I didn't have any, I wasn't getting recognized in public until I was, like, 13, mm-hmm. which was more manageable. If I was like eight years old and people were coming up to me, I would have been, I would have been like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And it probably would have messed me up pretty bad. But um, I was a bit older and my, by the time things started happening, my parents had, had been involved and um, my dad is a, he's a, he's a lawyer. So he um, would like help with the early contracts and stuff. And so by the time everything was finally happening on the outside, cause we were, we were a tight ship mm. always um my sister did the creative stuff i sang and sometimes had ideas when i was younger <laughs> um 
and and my dad like kind of was like this protective blanket around mm. us, but never forced us to do anything. Um, Which I think is so important. So because you hear a lot of horror stories mm. of parents. Who I see lucked their kids. out. Yeah, even in sports. In a happens. huge way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and my mom and dad would tell me stories about because like, uh there's this thing called a coogan account which is um uh do you guys know what that is no so in uh in like i think it's mostly tv and film but when you're a minor um you have to put a certain amount of every paycheck into this coogan account which nobody can touch not even you until you're 18 um because there's this dude i forget who it is but his last name was coogan or yeah. something um and so that's where it all came from he got ripped off by his uh parents or manager yeah. or something uh but like you've heard the story it's so, happened yeah, so, so many, many times. times yeah so my my parents were really 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 supportive and really good about about that obviously never 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 ripped me off or anything yeah. um oh goodness i forget where we were before I, I did my little tangent <laughs> well, we were talking about like growing up famous and ah. and, and how that you know the weight of all of that um so the reason i bring up my parents is because they were very good at like not like never letting it affect me which is weird i i guess to say um but they would always say and never they would never belittle me but they would always be like remember like this is you are not johnny orlando you are john orlando and those are two different people um and you have to remember that like there's there's you're when you're when you come home when we're having dinner at night like take off the the johnny hat and just like Mm -hmm. be what you've always been um and there was for sure a time when i kind of when those lines got blurred I i forgot um how do you manage those when it gets blurred oh you figure it out pretty quickly um because you just start doing stupid shit like so it still sometimes happens or like like i'll go out with my friends and i'll get a little ahead of myself and then like for the next two days i'm like fuck that was bad (laughs) like i I was like uh um i don't know i feel like at this point i'm pretty self-aware and i've always kind of have been um in terms of keeping myself contained but there were a lot of years where my dad would kind of just like i would be doing something and then he'd come in my ear and be like relaxed and it's like chill a little bit um which i hated <laughs> oh my god did i hate when he would oh the words what were the words he would say um oh he would he would say reel it in reel it in yeah. or like rein it in yeah um and i'd be like oh, what the fuck are you talking about yeah. um but it was so helpful it was yeah. so in in the moments where johnny orlando is front and center and then the moments where John Orlando is front and center, what's the biggest difference between the two? Good question. Um, probably the, I guess like just what it's for. If if John Orlando is ever front and center, it's because I'm like, um, I like have family over, or or and I'm like. I don't know, like, like giving a presentation in class. That's when I, I don't know. That's when like me as a as a person and not as an artist or or a business person, I get to like talk to my friends and like be be like the center of attention and influence people, but without the the other stuff. Yeah, 
you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's a, I'd have to think more about that, I think, to give you a Sure. I mean, a we've had other answer. artists in here where we've asked a similar question, and they've also had similar responses, where sometimes it's hard to delineate between who's sitting in front of us sometimes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when does the person behind the persona come out and when does the persona come out mm-hmm. like i anticipate for example when you're coming here to sit down with us johnny orlando was coming in and i'm hoping by the end of the conversation we're talking to john orlando right you know what i mean like the middle of it <laughs> in the middle maybe, maybe you know like a few more minutes in <laughs> um i think uh now that i've thought about it for a second i, th- I don't think john orlando is ever in I don't think he's ever front and center. I think that's kind of the the point. Um, like when I'm when I'm at home, nobody's like going, nobody's doing anything for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my mom isn't. Oh, can I can I get you anything? Mom, can you give me a glass? Get it your fucking self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not a big deal. No, in that, in that sense, people you're just are, John. Like, you know, you're just John regu- was just a dude. You get, to feel, you get to feel regular. Yeah, and like I guess normal, just like the professional that have to be like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's most of the time. Like, I don't... The only time, honestly, even right now, um, for sure, like, I'm posturing a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I know we're here today to, to talk about, at least yeah. for me and, and also for you guys. Um, but I always try to be as real as possible. And the only time that I ever have to really, like, turn on a character is when I'm walking onto a stage. Mm-hmm. Because that's not me. Yeah, I'm not the person who can, like, go crazy in front of a couple hundred people that's not me that's the other guy mm-hmm. um but otherwise like when i'm talking to pretty much anybody or like if i'm if i'm trying to impress somebody then i'll fucking like yeah. turn it on <laughs> you know but uh but otherwise like i'm a i'm just a fucking dude from toronto man. <laughs> From Oakville. From Oakville. From Oakville. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I not, forgot not, about a not Toronto podcast. <laughs> You're not from Mississauga here. <laughs> so uh, when, you, when you are on stage, the, I imagine the attention, the energy, there's a high that comes with all of that. Mm-hmm. What's the come down like? When you're off stage, you just finished, you're, you're wrapping up, you're about to go back home. What happens in that window between that level of high and then sort of coming back down to earth i've never i've heard people talk about it i've never really noticed anything super drastic to be to be quite honest for like as soon as i get off stage sometimes i'm like fuck i want to do that again right now like i wish we could just i could time travel to an hour ago and we could do that again um but when i'm out there that's why i'm thinking to myself enjoy every second of this you don't know when you're going to do this again Mm. or since covid you don't know if you're ever going to do this again Mm -hmm. anything can happen man um uh but no i haven't i feel like i don't know maybe that's a product of my parents teaching me to turn things off and 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 um you know i'm not sure or maybe because i've lived with it for so long that was a part of your question i didn't answer it doesn't feel any type of way it's Mm. just it's the reality of reality, waking yeah. up yeah did your uh, whole did your whole family move to LA or just you that was crazy it was uh it was every time I think about this as like a bit of an older person now it blows my fucking mind because who would do that for the kids mm-hmm. um so eternally grateful but so when I was 12 
I had about 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. It was my biggest platform at the time. My, uh, I don't even know how it happened, but everybody knew, like, LA was, like, the place to be. Um, and honestly, there wasn't even, like, I feel like whenever an app like TikTok um, comes around, and before that it was Musical.ly, where everybody is in one place, it creates kind of like a community, a social, that creates influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, it was just YouTube. So there were like some influencers. There was like Maddie B. Raps and like Cimarelli and like Connor Maynard and the people that were around back then. But there was no... Connor's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. And he was who I looked up to back in, in those days. But there was no community. There was nobody for me to go out to LA and hang out with mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, We were just fucking... We were flying completely blind. My parents were, they just trusted us. They, my dad saw how much we loved it. And he's always been a guy to take risks when he thinks the time is right. It was a huge risk. Mm -hmm. Was there Um, something that happened that made it obvious that the next logical step was LA? It was just like, we think we should go. We knew that it would probably be good to go. And truthfully, if I if we didn't do that, I have no idea what would have happened. No idea. No idea where I'd be. I don't I can almost I can confidently say that it wouldn't have happened as quickly as it did. Cuz I like I moved to LA and within a year I was getting 20,000 followers a day on Instagram. And that was cuz I moved out there. Oh my god, to think of the chain of events as well. <laughs> this is crazy. I moved out to LA. I was chilling there. I was going to school for a little bit. Some kid DMs me on Instagram. He has like 13,000 followers. I remember this very well. And it's Hayden Summerall. Um, at this point, I had maybe like 60, 70 kid Instagrams. So I wasn't big either. But um, he was like, and it was his dad because he was like, he was younger than me, actually. Right. So he was shit, like 11 and mm-hmm. I was 12. Um, and he was like, hey, let's go get milkshakes. <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? Um, and I remember, I remember, and he's one of my best friends now. Is is how that story ends. But so through him, I met so many people, and through those people, I met so many people. And then eventually, somebody came to me and was like, "Hey, have you heard of this new app? It's like kind of blowing up. Like people are just starting to get on it. I'm an ambassador. Like I'll set you up with an account and verification, and it'll like we'll get you on your way. It's called Musically." And I was like, no, I haven't, but I'm interested and I'll try anything because I want to blow up. Um, <laughs> was Musical.ly the, was that TikTok before it was yeah, TikTok? Yeah, it was. Okay. That was like the lip syncing, yeah. sped up songs. Mm. It was like, it was like a middle school, middle schooler thing. Yeah. Um, so I blew up on there and then I went on MagCon and that all, it all started from my parents it's crazy when you th- really think about it, you know, you have a 17 year old kid and a 12 year old kid with a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube and you move to LA mm-hmm. wild. So you, what's the, yeah. what's the lesson that you've learned from that whole part of your life? You got to be uncomfortable to ha- make anything happen. Yeah. I think nothing Nothing fun ever happens in your comfort zone. When's the last time you thanked them for moving you to L.A.? Pardon me? When's the last time you thanked them for moving to L.A.? We don't really do that no? in general. We don't say sorry either. It's, you just know. Mm-hmm. He knows. 
my parents now. Um, it's a unique relationship. Yeah, it's strange. We don't talk about things like that. Because um, we just know. Yeah. We spend so much time with each other. We rarely get sappy. We rarely yeah. get anything. We just know. Yeah. And I. <laughs> You're vibing on a different level. Yeah, it sounds like we're, very, so we're very, we're very close as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we all work together. Our yeah. our lives are so intertwined. Um, that I don't know. There's beef, but like I can't stay mad at anybody for that yeah. long. Actually, there's gonna be some as a personal and thing. Disagreements. Yeah, yeah and happens, also like yeah. I'll will see you tomorrow. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> st- yeah. We have work to do. I'm still mad at you. No, we're gonna yeah. get this work done. Is yeah. what we're gonna do. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. So, you're in at you're in LA now. How often do you come back to to Toronto? So, um, we didn't for a year and a half. Um, after moving to LA. After initially. moving to LA, okay. so I left halfway through the school year in grade six. Jeez. Um, Not even summertime, eh? Huh? Not even summertime. Nah, no, because it was like if we're gonna go, we got to do it now. Okay. And the reason for that is my dad was born in. Um, in the u.s just mm-hmm. by chance his his parents lived there for like like a year or something he was born like six months of the way in um so he lived there for six months as like a, as a baby so he's technically an american citizen with an american passport he never had a passport he never claimed it until we were going to start the process to moving yeah. um and so one of the biggest reasons why we moved when we did is because of uh u.s citizenship so i'm a u.s citizen um, and I have been since I was like 13. Yeah. Um, but when you inherit it through your parents, cause we basically got a speedy process because my dad's American. Right. Um, but we had to live there. Mm. Uh, and my sister was about to turn 18 and then after you're 18, it becomes significantly more difficult. And then after you're like 25 or something, it becomes impossible. Mm. Um, uh, but we had an in with my dad. So we, we like went. Um, got citizenship, came home, and then I did grade eight through grade twelve here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you enjoy living out in LA? Um, I am more these days. I imagine, like I've been to LA maybe twice now, but I imagine being in an environment where everybody is in uh, is either an actor. Uh, an artist, an influencer, something like that. It can both be motivating and also sometimes highlight what you're not doing. Like if you spend a lot of time around people in the same field as you and you see what other people are doing, sometimes it can remind you of what you're not doing. Mm. Do you ever find yourself in that kind of position? For sure, all the time. And that's that's one of the reasons why I love LA. People, everybody has such good ideas. Um but everybody's ideas are a little different. So you can either hire a bunch of superstars, which is expensive, or you can collaborate with, with other people that are doing the same thing as you, which is free, yeah. usually. <laughs> um, and uh, and just bounce shit off each other. I That's one of the, the reasons that I moved out. I just moved out. I got my lease like three weeks ago. Yes. Now I'm going First to, time? Thank you. First time? First time, yeah. Congratulations. Um, and so I moved out with an artist friend of mine named Somber, uh, and he's amazing. He's he's two years younger than me. I'm fucking. I'm 
You're welcome. Cause I'm about to gas him up. Um, but he he's 17. He like started a record label when he was. Oh, he's 18 now. When he was younger than 18, I forget actually started when. Started a record label. Started a record label. Jesus. Was signing kids off TikTok to like distro deals and and uh, like wow. as an artist as well. Like this kid's a fucking. He's he's a fucking <laughs> genius. Like he's a very smart kid, and he's and he's great at music. Um, so, and then like when we moved before we moved in, we were like, this house is this house is a where we're gonna make it, and b it's gonna be a revolving door. Anybody who wants to come in chill vibe make music whatever yeah we're gonna have two studios it's a four-bedroom house it's just me and him so we have two studios upstairs and then just like a a living room thing down it's not huge but we have people over all the time um nothing's really set up yet but i'm gonna have people working all the time whether i'm up there whether just go go use the studio whatever Mm -hmm. um it's very nice of you well there's motive obviously (laughs) but um but yeah, like I just want to, I, I wanted to, I don't know. I feel like a creative space yes. is, is such a, such a, a resource, such a good resource and cre- having creative people around you is the best resource. Yeah. Um, it can inspire you to, to come out with absolutely. new things that you may not have previously known you could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but LA can be discouraging, which is, I think a part of what you're asking. Cause because to me, when I see people doing things that I'm not doing, like f- f- like working, that motivates me. But achieving that also motivates me. But also can it can like be like fuck? Like, yeah. Why am I not there? Yeah. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. I'm working so hard, and I'm not there. Um, what do you do in those instances? Um, I think it's really important not to burn out. Um, and I didn't used to realize that. So I don't know, either, either I'll fire it up to another level or, or I'll just take take a seat, relax and then fire it up later. But I think you have to listen to yourself and your brain and your body. Is there someone in your circle that you turn to? In terms of like, if you're ever, if you find yourself being negative on yourself, like uh, for me, no. I've got people in my circle that I know if I'm particularly feeling negative, this is the person I go to. If I'm looking for inspiration, this is the person I go to. Sometimes whenever I need it externalized because it's not, I can't internalize it for some reason. Is there people in your circle that play a certain role for you like that? Um, uh, it's definitely not as well thought out um, as, as what you said, but... Probably. My first answer was no, but that's probably not true if I if I think about it. For the most part, I'm pretty good at doing just like kind of think like therapizing myself. Yeah. Um, Self aware. Yeah. If yeah. if I'm getting down on myself, nine out of time nine out of ten times, I haven't slept well in a week or two, and mm. it's eleven thirty, and I've been working since ten a.m. and I just need to go to bed. That's what's really wrong. Mm. You know, all of those things might be partly true that I'm saying to myself, but I just need to go to bed because I'll feel better about it all tomorrow. Sleep's so important. So important. Yeah. Never realized that until like six months ago. <laughs> what 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 was the catalyst to, to understanding why? Oh, dude, weird shit happens to me when I don't sleep. Weird <laughs> stuff. I'm not even going to tell you because the last time I told somebody, they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 
Now I want to know. I just, I I get like auditory hallucinations is the biggest thing. Like that actually. Yeah. And, but I have to really not be sleeping. It has to be bad. Like, uh, seconds. What do you hear when that happens? Just like. Auditory hallucinations. Yeah. Just like shit that isn't there. I feel like just stuff. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. My fans are going to call me nuts. Um, but that happened, um, second semester of grade 12 when I was, when I, when I was finishing high school, like when I had finished all my classes and it was just like culminating things and exams, I was also, um, fuck, I forget when I forget what was coming up, but something else was happening in music at the same time. And that was like the first time that my schedule had really like not worked. It didn't work. Um, cause I was in LA, I had class at 5 a.m. every morning and then I would work until 1 or 2 in the morning and then get up for a 5 a.m. class. Usually I'd kind of just be sleeping through it. Sure. Um, but I'd get up at 5, join that Zoom, um, do my school day on, on Zoom and then like get into it. Oh, I was running sessions. That's what I was doing. So I would I would do class until like 1 and then I would have a session at 2, like from 2 to eight or nine um and then we get home and it's like okay well now we need to do content like we, yeah. we need to post shit tomorrow like we can't just not so you got to do what you got to do we do content it was bad it was really bad how do, how do you balance 20 right mm-hmm. being 20 you know got your place with your buddy and like i'm 20 i'm supposed to do some dumb shit to being like <laughs> i can't do anything because i am who i am i do dumb shit all the time naturally but like it's like, it's like <laughs> naturally but like it's like it's, it's it's harder because like you know you have to so much is more on the line i guess right a lot, a lot of times when people grow up in that in famous young it's like they feel like they don't get a chance to really live as a kid sometimes oh i lived okay. <laughs> <laughs> i did a lot of, i continue to do a lot of dumb shit um which is good nothing too reckless obviously but like, no which is like obviously i'm good. not I'm not doing anything that's gonna get me caught. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not out there trying. You're, you're living, but you're not like you're not feeling. You're, you're not super restricted because it's also no, what is no, what no, is. No, no, no. no. Is part, part of the problem too when you have young actors is like they're not yeah. they're, because they can't do anything. It's just like that's why they lash out later sometimes, and it's like yeah. they do. It's like well, they didn't get a chance to grow up. Yeah, I think honestly, I think most of it is 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 not having strong parenting because I was. I've been working since I was. I've been really working since I was like 13 years old. I didn't go out. I don't think I've lied about this so many times. I don't think I went to one high school party my whole four years. Does that bother you? It did. Absolutely. And I would lie about it. Oh, or like, yeah, yeah. Like I would just, cause I was so embarrassed. I don't, I actually don't think I went to one high school party in, in Toronto. Like with, I didn't go to one party with people that, I uh, went to school with, never. Um, Grad. COVID didn't have one. Oh, yeah. I was I was in LA. Oh. I was working. <laughs> COVID. Grad. Um, oh. Actually, that summer that, that summer we came home. The 2020 summer I was home, um, and then but 2021. Mm-hmm. 2021, which was, I graduated from spring 2021, and I was in LA. I was working. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to my graduation because I was in quarantine. Um, um, but sorry, to finish that thought from a, a second ago, I didn't go to a high school party. I, 
but like the parties now are way more fun. Yeah. For sure. What were what were those kids doing? Play oh oh my god, somebody brought balls and uh and red solo cups, let's play beer pong. Okay, we do that every time now. Like whatever. Yeah. Who cares? You're not, man. Yeah, you're not really you look back, you're not really I don't think How much, much are you like, missing? You're not, nothing. It's nothing. I'm not missing the birth of my child no. because I'm Parties in your twenties are way better anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I have money now and I have freedom and I'm of age. That was another thing, like uh, I don't really have to be, I don't, I don't really have to be careful anymore because I'm 20. I can drink when I'm in Canada, and so if I go to a bar, it's no <laughs> big deal Canada. when I'm in Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah, you caught that. I've been video trained. <laughs> no, I don't promote underage drinking. So when I'm in Canada, um, we'll go to a bar and and we'll just have a good time and. Yeah. I can do that now. Like any other 20-year-old. Yeah. I think I snuck into one bar underage, like, actually one time. I've lied about that a lot as but well as, to as my every, friends. As everybody. Like, as... as yeah. That's what underage does. Yeah. I feel like I also felt like I should be partying because I was, like, like, oh, like, I, like I was doing shows mm-hmm. and whatever. I had fans and stuff. But, like, when I got home, I just stayed home. Yeah. Um, I don't know. High school was super weird. That was that was a really weird time, but no, I don't feel was like it I weird out because you were gaining notoriety, and then you went into high school where you've got people who right. weren't like they treated you differently because of it. No, because that had been happening at by the time I got to high school, I was used to that, mm. um, and also like that only really lasts like two three weeks. Mm. That it, like when People I came to the it. school, the first day it was super weird. People were like kind of i remember walking with like an orientation in in the i was so nervous oh my god that was the most anxious <laughs> i've ever been in my life was that opening like ceremony they took us all into the calf the principal got up started talking and like people were like looking a little bit and then when i when we were walking back from the calf to the class area people were kind of like following but not really mm. but they were following yeah, yeah, yeah um and it made me really anxious really uncomfortable and then, but people also wanted to be my friend. And there weren't that many kids at the school. So basically everybody that I could have made friends with came up to me on the first day and introduced themselves, mm. which was great. And people were a little weird about it at first. I remember there was one kid that like didn't talk because he, he was like, he just looked at me. <laughs> um, and he became a, a really close friend of mine. But once, like it doesn't last for that long, mm-hmm. you know? It's not really that big of a deal. A I'm, just a, I'm just a dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's never it's never that big of a deal. However, um, intrinsically, high school was hard because there were all these expectations. There were there were expectations that I put on myself, and also that the world had put on me, like, or or what I thought the world was putting on me. Um, like I felt like I needed to have so many friends and a bunch of girls on my phone at all times and I needed to get special or or else I wasn't worth anything mm-hmm. you know not because I felt like I was worth something but just if I didn't have it then I definitely wasn't worth anything so there was a lot of there was a lot of weird stuff there um how did you work through it to be honest I just got older yeah. I, I just got older and a little, like one percent wiser, and then I was like, yeah, "It's fine, man. Like, who gives a fuck?" The thing that really helped me was I started thinking, um, "What's everybody else thinking about?" 
they're probably thinking the same thing that I am. Maybe mm-hmm. a little different, but it's like that that uh like when you're in a crowd, when you're walking or you're walking on the street and you're like, Oh, I look so bad, like everybody's looking at me, everybody knows. They're all in their own heads too, man. Thinking Nobody's thinking thing. about you. What thing. are you special? Yeah. Yeah. No. Nobody's thinking about you. Just do your thing. Who cares? That's kind of that's my philosophy now. Do you, does it bother you if a person treats you differently because of Johnny Orlando? Um, I imagine it based on how you've described things to this point that you almost prefer to just be treated as a normal human being. Yeah. So if you get too much of the, oh my God, it's Johnny Orlando, that it could be a little tiring. It really depends, honestly. Like, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't like attention, because I do. I think we all do. Everybody does. Yeah. Everybody wants a little attention, a little validation sometimes. But if I'm like, let's set the scene. Okay, and both of these are going to occur at Queens, because that's real. <laughs> <laughs> Queens University. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're in my buddy's living room, and it's Friday night, 9 p.m., and there's five guys there and then five girls walk in and i see a couple of them are like oh my god that's fine that's totally cool because i'm chilling we're about to go out i'm feeling good like that's the time for that to happen or if i'm at a bar like that's the time for that to happen if we get home at like three in the morning and people are being weird about it then it's kind of like all right man like let's just chill Mm -hmm. i think it's very it's very much situational Mm -hmm. um that was a horrible analogy, <laughs> but it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Um, it's, it's situational. Is yeah, the, is situational the is, sure. I think, the key takeaway. I think, and everybody, people know when to just, like, kind of chill, but it's really not that big of a deal. It's yeah. really not. I don't care. I'm so easygoing. I don't, I don't care. Why don't, when they don't? Because, like, sometimes, like you said, like... I don't care. Just don't be mean. Yeah. You have people just come up and just, like... Because you're like, expect, like, the, like you know, let's, let's say you're going for coffee, you're having a bad day or something like that, and it's like, you say hi or something, but they really, like, they really want more than you can, you can physically give at that point, because your day is going bad or something, and they, do they ever get, like, upset, do you, like, 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 you owe them? I never say no. Mm. I feel like I do owe them, and that's bullshit if, if you, if any artist thinks that they don't, because they do. Mm. Interesting. Um, Tell me why. Because I have nothing without without my fans i've nothing um i don't have i don't have a uh, a label deal i can't make music with the people that i want to make music with because each song is twenty thousand dollars and i'm not gonna pay for that can't pay for that can't can't make a 15 song album at 15 a piece that's mm-hmm. it's not realistic mm-hmm. um so of course i would if i if i say all the everything went away tomorrow i continue making music because i love music but i would make it in my room and i would (laughs) never perform on a big stage again and i would never go on a headline tour again and the only difference between those two people the guy that's sitting in his room making music because he loves it and what i'm doing right now is fans so i don't care how bad of a day i'm having you can all i don't care how busy i am um unless like I actually, I'll never say no unless there's a really, really good reason. Really good reason. Hmm. Like, I'm talking really good. It never, I ne- like, I can't even remember the last time I said no to mm-hmm. somebody. 
um, for like a picture, a hello, a convo, for anything. Um, uh, shit, I was going to say. Oh, that would cheer me up. That was the last thing. That would cheer me up because it genuinely makes me happy to meet, to meet people. And if there's a no and a very good reason, would you explain it to that person at the time or just like, hey, man, I can't? Or it was like... I would explain. Okay. Yeah. Because it's a big deal for me not to... Yeah, and it's a big it's a big deal for that person because they like they might never see you again. So it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. My dad always says to me, um, and my vocal coach always says this to me, but about performing. Excuse me. My dad always says, um, when you're in a meet and greet, and like sometimes these meet and greets are are pretty brutal because you'll be standing in front of a thing with a hot ass light on you yeah. for like two and a half hours and it's like, it's like a train of people it's a train of people yeah. hug how are you like repeat um and i try to keep it interesting um but i never i never get like crabby or upset mm-hmm. because my dad says to me like sure you might you might be it might be the last person in line you've met 249 people and this is 250 but this is the first time that girl's meeting you and maybe the only time that she'll ever meet you or maybe she saved up for 6 months and or her or her parents saved up for 6 months and this is a big deal this could be her birthday and christmas present and next year's birthday you have no idea mm-hmm. so she better get the same experience that the first fan and the 75th fan and the 100th fan got um otherwise i'm not doing my job i'm not doing i'm not doing my job right that's beautiful. I really like that. Yeah. He's good at that stuff. <laughs> He's really good. Um, and my, my vocal coach says the same thing. Because there'll be, I'm jet lagged and I'm pissed because of this and that and that. But everybody in that audience is walking away with not why you didn't do your best. They're walking away with you didn't do your best. Mm-hmm. You know? And I respect that you say that you owe it to your fans because I think... I think you're the first person I've heard articulated so well. Thank you. That you really aren't very much without, like, not we're not talking talent, but we're talking the ability to showcase the talent. Doesn't exist without the people right. giving you that attention. Just like nothing exists. Uh, right. Nobody will watch basketball or hockey or anything like that won't happen the greatest nhl players in the world won't be the greatest nhl players in the world right. if nobody's watching them they'll be really good Hockey. at beer league with the yeah. boys but yeah. you know fans make fans make you yeah. i mean yeah. obviously but fans make you and people forget that like there's i'm not gonna name names but recently there's this like fucking i don't know you anything trend i just do my music and and you guys like it thing and that is some crock of bullshit that I've never seen before mm-hmm. because what happened to to people loving and respecting their fans when I was on social media um like like five-ish years ago uh, like uh I don't even know do you guys even I don't even know if you know this is but you now do you remember that mm-hmm. yeah um so people like we didn't use the word fans we said supporters because mm-hmm. it it fans almost felt impersonal and that's kind of um that was maybe a little bit too much um but it was the f- it was there was just a general understanding and a philosophy of respect and and love and appreciation for the people that spend so much time and so much money um and and 
so much mental energy on you and what you want to do. Um, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ludicrous to to not recognize that. Sure. Mm-hmm. What about the negative comments? When you're when you're on social media and you blow up on social media, it comes with its fair share of negativity. Mm-hmm. How do you manage those? Um, I don't care as long as people don't lie. I don't okay. care. Mm-hmm. You can tell the truth. I'm my biggest critic. Nothing. No, you can't hurt me. Like you, there's nothing people can say that'll hurt me more than the things that I could say about myself if I wanted to. So nothing can surprise me. Nothing can hurt me unless you come after somebody I love or, um, or, or you lie. I hate that. I hate a rumor. Um, can I ask what's the worst thing you say to yourself? Um, the worst thing I say to myself, this is fucked. I've never told anybody this actually. Um, it's really not that bad, but like the implication of it is just soul crushing. Um, I remember when I did, this started in, um, in, uh, would have been like second or third grade. I did track and field at my school and there was this kid that would always come in first place. Always, always. It, oh, I was a good runner. I was short, but I was a good runner and I did everything. I did like hundred meter, 800 meter, 1500 meter. Um, I did cross country as well. I did it all because I loved running and I loved it, but I would keep coming in second place. Um, um, and I just started thinking to myself, like, what if I'm just a second place kind of guy? What if I'm just like, I'll always be second. Like there's, cause there's levels to it. You mm-hmm. know, you can be average. You can be fifth, sixth, seventh. You can be above average two, three, four. Um, or you can be a winner. And I was like, what if I'm not a winner? What if I'm second place? And I still have that thought sometimes. Um, and that's a hard one to shake because there's no, uh, there's nothing measurable about it. It's just something horrible that you can tell yourself if you want. Um, mm. That's the point where I'm like, okay, I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. That's like, whenever the second place thing starts happening, <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. No, this mm. day's been too long. Yeah. So what do you got coming up in terms of music, shows, performances? I see from your socials that you've been doing some work, doing some tours. What do you got coming up? Um, I'm going on tour next week, okay. which is really which is really exciting. It's going to be a North American uh, run. So we're starting in San Francisco, going mm-hmm. all the way, finishing in Toronto. Very nice. Finishing <laughs> strong. Um, and then resting for the month of October. And then partying (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then november we're back on the road in asia for the first time which is fucking awesome so exciting thank you um we're going to a lot of different places i can't remember them off the uh, top of my head first place crazy to go to like somewhere like that you've never even been people like know you and love you like insane that's gonna be uh kuala lumpur just sold out today um and taipei as well and I'm like, what? It's like, how? Like, how do they <laughs> people give a f- yeah. like? People know who I am. That's wild. Yeah. Um, but we've had a lot of, we we have we've had a lot of um. Like over the years, just like come to come to Kuala Lumpur was always a big one. Um, come to Tokyo was a big one as well, and uh, Seoul. Um, 
but we're going to like Bangkok too. It's gonna be sick. Nice. Very cool. I'm so excited. Nice. You should be. That's huge. Oh, and then a bunch of music is coming out as well. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. I got tattoos for it. I was gonna ask. It's the you, ride I part noticed, one. Yeah. Is the ride part two? They look fresh. Yeah, they're fresh. I always get little. Never mind. I'm not gonna talk about that. And then, uh, <laughs> that's part three. Oh, very cool. Part three. Yeah. And then, if you want me to flash you, I got butterflies right here, and that's gonna be the <laughs> that's gonna be the ride. Yeah. At the end. What does all that mean to you? Uh, they they coincide with the the pack concepts, and the pack concepts are um, it's a breakup album, but it's also just. It explores my perspective on things and how that changes. Um, the first one is like the immediate knee-jerk reaction. That's this guy. He's making things worse for himself with this with this rope. He's fucking, he's freaking out. Mm. There's this guy. He thinks he's going full steam ahead, but he's about to run into a brick wall, mm. more or less. Um, and you got the rope in there. Yeah. Um, and then this one is, is true reflection, and that's taking some time and seeing things clearly um, and seeing how naive you were in, mm-hmm. in these. Is it about a specific breakup or just breakups, breakups in general? The the album is about a specific breakup. These aren't about the breakup. Oh, okay. These are not breakup mm-hmm. tattoos. That is fucking criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> uh, no, these tattoos have no, 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 um, they don't mean anything yes. about the girl. Um, but what's the biggest lesson you learned from that breakup? Oh shit! Um, Were you the breakupper or the breakup be? I was a breakupper, but it's mm, hard. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I kind of promised her and myself sure. that I, that we wouldn't get into it too much, but um, just for privacy's sake. But um, the biggest thing I I learned. Is to set principles and, and stick with them. It's important. Very, yeah. very important. Especially because this is this is my first girlfriend, first breakup, first everything, first time really being in love. Um, first time being in love, and I can say that now because I experienced it and I had never felt anything like that before. Mm. That shit was crazy and it was awesome while it lasted. Um but I feel like in the thick of it, and especially if it's your first go at it, um, I lost sight of 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 a lot of things. Why I liked her, who I was when I when I met her, um, and uh, like the kind of man that I want to be in a relationship, the kind of person I want to be in a relationship. Um, what kind of man is that? A man with, I just like, I got too immersed. We were too close. I didn't have my own life for mm-hmm. for a second, um, and that was what I that was what I wanted at the time. That's what mm-hmm. we wanted at the time. But it was a, it was a mistake. I work took a uh, work went on the back burner. Everything went on the back burner except for me and her and I was it was so like immediate gratification made me feel good every day for like six months and then I just fell into this fucking depression and oh my god a battle to to get up every day for like eight months um 
And at the end of that, I was like, I know what I have to do. I, like, I know what's going to bring me out of this. There's only one thing that I haven't tried. Um, and so that's that's when I, I ended things. Um, and, like, the that was basically what I said. Like, the, it's not it's not you, it's me. Mm. But I meant it, and I, and I needed it so bad. Yeah. I really needed it for my own personal growth. Um, Good for you. Thank you. I say that from the lens of been there, done that, when that immediate gratification takes a hold of you. It's so hard to get out of it. It's so, so hard. Good. It yeah. feels incredible. Why would you ever consider anything different? Mm. But it's generally followed very quickly by the, this is all a mirage. This isn't real. Yeah. This, I, this like, this isn't sustainable. And now it, you can just be fucked with so easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's such a delicate that kind of love, like that fiery passion, is so delicate, and it can it can yeah. flip itself on its head so easily. Yeah. So, yeah, it was wild, crazy stuff. Um, I won't be dating for a while. You, it truly is like a girl or or the come up. Like, <laughs> it it is it is. You can. But no there's also nothing wrong with with choosing the come up. There's nothing wrong with Fuck prioritizing. That. I yourself. hope not, because that's what I'm doing. But no, honestly, there's nothing wrong with prioritizing yourself because that's where you become the best version of yourself. Right. And then the next relationship that you inevitably fall, find yourself in is the one where you're better prepared for. Mm. You're better prepared to hold on to your principles, the ones you talked about. You're better prepared to balance your life and your life with a person. And mm. I think that's such a conscious decision that a person has to make. And the fact that you're making it you can easily be criticized for it, but it takes strength and courage to make that kind of a decision and stick by it. So good for you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, my friends really helped with that. My my one buddy, Steph, he like, he's an interesting guy. He's like never had a mental health problem in his life. Like just never been, he's been sad, but like just one of the most balanced people naturally that I've ever met. Um and he's just always right about shit. Like, and it's really annoying, but he's, he's <laughs> almost always right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in terms of matters of the matters of the heart and like, just, he's a very principled Italian, you know, yeah. whole thing. Um, but he was like, when you're in a relationship, you, you, you as a team need to have three lives. You have your life, her life and your life together. And if you don't, if you, if those aren't three distinct things, you will lose sight of everything. Eventually, you'll lose sight of who you are together, who you are separately. First off, but but also where you are and where you want to be, personally, professionally, in a, in in the relationship sense. Um. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's important. My that's my friends friend to have around a you. lot. Yeah. yeah, Johnny, thank you so much voice thank you so much this was great i appreciate you you coming through and i'm rooting for you man i hope i hope asia is a blast i hope this tour goes incredible and i hope that we can connect again the next time you're in toronto of course gents (laughs) (laughs) of course i'm around yeah no amazing you guys know where i live yeah mississauga mississauga Mississauga. yeah (laughs) johnny appreciate it thank Thank you you very much appreciate it thank you so much everybody